survival season. I know you've been there, friend. Sick kids, a move across country, transitions in work, running to and from activities. Each season brings its own challenges, but when we can really take a step back and create a context that is relevant to our season, we can begin to thrive. The same goes for work. The idea of starting something new is exciting, but then we have this fear of everything falling apart at home or not being able to keep up with the day-to-day alongside our businesses. That is why today I wanted to bring on my friend Jessica to talk about how to get out of survival mode and back to having things running smoothly because they can. We do not have to be hot mess moms. It's not a badge of honor. It's actually a disservice to yourself to think you need to be a mess. You can move from survival to thriving and you should. Jessica Jackson is a homeschooling mother of four children, host of the Thriving in Motherhood podcast, and creator of Thriving in Motherhood Planner, Journal, and Made to Soar, your next 90 days program. Jessica is determined to not only enjoy motherhood, but to build a strong family and become better in the process. Along the way, she's become well-practiced in thriving through survival mode while experiencing difficult pregnancies, health challenges, and multiple cross-country moves. She loves empowering women to thrive in every season of motherhood and to see the joy and growth in everyday life. So if you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you do not want to miss our conversation. Let's do this thing. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I didn't know enough and I didn't have enough time until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much for hopping on Pursuing Goals God's Way. So excited for our conversation to talk about surviving to thriving and all the things. So super excited to have you here. Oh, it's an honor to be on your show. I have loved listening to all of the incredible um, just community that you've built here around moms who are pursuing goals and working together, you know, virtually to continue to progress in what's important to them. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been so fun to have a community of moms who want to make an impact and earn an income, but also be momming and be present, right? There, I believe we can do both things. And I think we were designed to do both things. And so it's been so fun to be able to um, to talk to women and say, you could be a good mom and you can make an impact outside of your home if you want to, if you feel the call to. Um, now, I feel like my first mission is my family. And that's like, first and foremost, it is the family. But then I just... I'm one of those who's like, I wish I could just be a stay-at-home mom, which is just doesn't cut it because being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job out there. But I just know I would, I would be like, I need to go do something. I gotta, I, I gotta do something. I don't know what it is. So anyway, um, all that being said, I like to start my shows 
by just hearing something unique about my guests. So Jessica, can you tell us something that we may not know about you? Yes, two things. One, I play folk music. I'm a fiddler. I have done that for years. And second, I love cargo biking. So I have a big bucket on the back of my bike and all four kids fit in my cargo bike and we head around town. Okay. That's interesting. A cargo bike. I'm trying to picture it right now. So you have, it's like an actual bike and then it has a bucket for that you could so sit it's in. It's got like a really long tail. Yep. And it's got seats with seat belts and all the kids fit in. That is too fun. Is it a hard workout? Oh, yes. Yes. After, in fact, once the four kids started getting bigger, I added an e-assist because it was no longer possible to bike like two and a half times my body weight around. Oh my gosh. I love it. That is super unique. And I don't think I've seen one, at least with four kids on the back. So that's super impressive. (laughs) Yeah. The era is coming to an end. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Tell me the ages of your kids. So my oldest is almost 10 and then my youngest is almost three. Okay. Very good. So you got the good spread as well. Um, I always say I have the elementary, I have the middle and the high school. So I'm like in all these places, but no longer diapering and things like that. So it's a new adventure. But I know you didn't really go into motherhood thinking you would start a business, which you now have. So can you, I want to start with your story here a little bit. Tell us about the progression. How did you become an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, that it was an accident. And I'm very passionate about being a stay-at-home mom. That has always been the plan. And I I mean, I still homeschool my kids. I would primarily, I still call myself like a stay-at-home mom. That is where all my hours are. Um, However, five years ago, I had this just desire to start a podcast. I, my background is in sound recording. I did a minor in that. I taught that at high school. I like wrote a curriculum to teach people sound recording. So it was a way for me to kind of go back and do something that I love to do. Um, and I also was super struggling in motherhood. Like, even though I loved the idea of it, the day to day, it was super hard. My husband was in grad school. I'd just gone through three incredibly difficult pregnancies. Um, we didn't live close to family at all. And so I felt very isolated, very alone. And I did have some good friends though. And so we'd go to the playground and we would all talk about what would we do. And I wanted to start a podcast. So a podcast came out of that. I've got a friend, a couple of friends that started businesses. We all learned how to do tons of things together. And but even still, I wouldn't call it a business. I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know people use them for businesses. I had no clue where the journey led. But what we decided to do, I talked to my husband. It's an expensive hobby to start. So I said, we'll do it for a year and then we'll evaluate. And honestly, it's just one of those things where God was like, here's your next step. You know. So by the end of that year, um, I had a friend. I developed a planning, an entire planning system for myself um, that really helped me get, that was one of the keys of me getting out of this hard place of me being able to create a vision of what I wanted my motherhood to look like, what I wanted to do with my days and then be able to bring that into my days and live it out. And so I, I built this planner and I shared it with a friend and she said, oh my gosh, I really want that. She also happened to be an incredible professional graphic designer. She goes, can I put that together for you and we can sell it um, on Kindle so people can just buy it. And I was like, print on demand, sign me up. So So by the end of that first year of my podcasting, I had a product that I like just that just appeared for me, essentially, you know, I'd put years of work researching it and putting the system together, but I never intended to sell it. And and then a few months later, I created a journal for myself, people wanted it. So I sold that. And then people are saying, well, okay, well, how do I get the most out of these planner and these journals? So then I created a course. And you know, every step of the way, I always knew what to do next. I always had a clear next step. I always knew I felt like just when I needed something, I'd know what course to invest in or, you know, how to 
keep growing. So every, all those five years, I have continually had an upward spiral of baby steps that about a year and a half ago, I had to finally say, okay, I have a business. Okay, I have to start thinking of this as a business, which means I also have to develop systems so that I can support life as a working from home mom. And I have to evolve as a person. And so for this entire time, my prayer has always been with God, okay, please help me to be the person that can put on a summit. You know, I did summits for a couple of years to be a summit and still homeschool my kids and keep the house running. Please help me to become the person that, you know, can, can do both. And as he gives me, I feel like he always just gives me this next little nugget. And so my prayer is, okay, awesome. How are we going to do that? Because, because this is my time. Like I've got this much time. So that has kind of been my journey of very slowly becoming a business owner, very reluctantly dragging my feet along the way. I love it. I love it. That's kind of how I felt about homeschooling because I homeschool. Um, my youngest is in a charter school now, but I homeschool the older two. And I, in a million years, I never thought I would homeschool. Oh, no way. But it, isn't it funny that it's like, you say no. And God says, Oh, you watch me, right? He's like, Nope, this is the step I want you to take. And then we just have to be willing to step into it. And then it's like, but now where do I go? Oh, don't worry. I'll tell you when it's time. Right. And it sounds like that's kind of how your progression was. It was just the next right step. Yeah. And it's so great. Like, I love it. And the thing is, is like this entire journey has been fun and enjoyable. And I, and I just think it's lovely that sometimes, you know, for me, this entrepreneurship piece has been very much personal development. It's been like a way, I think it's optional. I don't think it's the only path for me in life, but I think it's one way that I've been able to build my relationship with God and intentionally grow and become more than I would have if I wasn't pursuing this as well. Mm. And I like how you say it's not the only way, like you could, there could have been a different path, right? And I think about that when we're talking about, I wasn't going to go here, but when we're talking about our calling and what's your purpose and what's your calling, and you feel like you have this one thing that you're supposed to do and you have to wait to hear for it, but that's not really what that is. I mean, we could do a lot of different things. It's a matter of aligning um, our strengths and, and our interests, you know, and our skills with the things God wants us to do. And that does, that might just be, and, and that's why we pivot sometimes, right? So it's like, I went into broadcast. So you and I have kind of a similar background. I was a broadcast major and that was my life plan. I was going to be on sports center. That's what my goal was. And that's not the direction I ended up going, but isn't it funny that we're using our skills still in a different direction. And it's just like God saying, watch me. I know you think you know what plan you have, but I have a better plan. But it doesn't mean that, you know, people are like, well, what if I made the wrong decision? It doesn't matter what decision you made. God can steer the path no matter where we were. And it's just a matter of using those gifts that he gave us. Absolutely. And I think when you can really embrace that and not hold so tightly onto the end result, I think, you know, as women in entrepreneurship, I have another friend who's, you know, stay at home mom, but also, a you know, a business woman as well. And the thing that we have to remind ourselves is we're listening to all of these marketers that for entrepreneurs that are always like, get six figures, get seven figures, you know, like push, 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 like you can do this. And we've had to sit back and realize I act, we actually don't know what God's plan is for our family. And that doesn't mean that we're not taking the steps, taking action, moving forward, but just embracing the journey of it all and not, and being okay if it happens slower or it happens differently, or it doesn't look like the person that's working 20, 30, 40 hours a week on their full-time business. If we're doing it in the middle of the night, you know, 10 hours a week or during nap time or quiet time, or while our kids are playing in the backyard, like it just looks different. And I think when we can embrace that, you know, and put that into the whole mix, it really does become a fun adventure. 
Yeah, it really does. And it's enjoyable. Cause I, yes. like you said, I'm having fun, right? And if we're not having fun with it either, and it feels like a chore, then why are we doing it? Um, you know, and when we know we're in our giftings, when we're serving, it is, it's rewarding. And so, yes, it can be hard sometimes. And yes, we have seasons where we're working a little bit more than we wanted to maybe, but it's fun that it can fit into our life and it doesn't have to be our life. Yes. So. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit. I know that there's some moms out here who are like, yeah, I do feel that pull. I want to do something. And you, I, what I feel like is you gave them permission to go. You don't have to go all in. You don't have to work 40 hours at this. You can do it in the midst of motherhood. You can do it while you're still homeschooling and doing these things. But survival mode as a mom is really inevitable in some seasons. Like it happens, we get there and we're like, I'm just trying to live another day, right? Um, so we're really bound to encounter these hard seasons, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have to throw in the towel of growing an online business or going after a goal that we have. And I know that you've been there. So what are some things that you've done to get you through those seasons? Yeah, so there's lots. And that's the wonderful thing is that you can build skills to do well in these seasons because I think as moms, they're inevitable. We're always going to have kids that get sick. We're going to have hard things happen to us. We're going to have disruptions. There's going to be moves. There's going to be crazy homeschool weeks. And so I don't think I've had a year without incredible difficulties in the last five years. And yet I have made forward momentum for the last five years. So I think first of all, when you're in a survival season, we just need to start by simplifying. Like get really clear about what actually has to happen and simplify it further. And so, you know, for the business, that means, okay, I am committed to doing a podcast episode every single week, right? So that is part of it. Like, so your business thing or your passion, like what is the minimal viable thing that you need to do every week to move forward? And sometimes it's not something so clear cut as a podcast episode, but I like to call it the babysitter's test. What would I do if a person showed up at my doorstep and said, you can have an hour and do whatever you want. And really, okay, you know, I know exactly what my next step is always on every project that I'm trying to do. And so even when I'm in survival mode, um, even when I'm recovering from surgery, it's like, I know what are the steps that I could take on my computer that is quiet if I can't move my body to move things forward? You know, like you just get really clear. And so look at what your circumstances is like are. Look at what is preventing the, like what's causing that survival thing. And can you create a context in your life? Is it that you're in bed? Is it that you're in the car all the time because your kids are super busy with extracurriculars? You know, is it that you're, um, you know, like what is that thing that's too much, right? Because survival mode, it's caused by two things. One, either there's too much going on. Circumstances are bigger than you. You don't have control over them. You don't know when they're going to end or when they give it a begin. Or the other reason why your survival mode is because what I call your three pillars are out of alignment. So do you have a clear vision for your life? No, if not, you're probably feeling unfulfilled and you're just going in circles or you're bored. Um, and if you have enough kids at home that are in school, you probably aren't bored because you're driving them all around and, you know, really busy with kids stuff, but we can let the kids stuff fill up our lives to the point where we just don't feel fulfilled. We're just busy. So you need a vision for that. And if you don't have one, you're going to feel like you're surviving. The next thing that you need to have in place are these structures, right? So does your family have systems, not just you, not just mom doing all the things, but do your family have systems? If not, you're going to feel like you're surviving because it takes a lot of work to run a household and a family. And it also takes a lot of work to run a business. So if you feel like you don't, you know, you're not making progress on that, what are the systems that you can put in place to make some essential things happen? And the third part of that is your soul. That's the third pillar. You know, what is your relationship with God right now? Are you sleeping enough? Um, are you taking care of yourself physically? If not, you're going to feel like you're surviving. And so 
just getting really aware of what the root cause of your survival is right now and address it. And if it is one of those season things, figure out what your next step is so you always know how you're going to move forward on that goal, on that business. Mm, that's so true. And I would say right now, my survival is because of activities, because I'm going from here to there and trying to work in the midst Press. of it. So it's like yeah. a half hour here, an hour here, but I have to work a certain amount of time um, in my business and whatnot. And so it's like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm all over the place. But like you said, it's almost the alignment thing is, where is my alignment off? And I know that I usually start with, have I been having a quiet time lately? Have I taken time with the Lord? Because I, even if it's five minutes, it makes my day so much better. And one thing that I've learned, I don't know if you ever do this, but I have learned, uh, I have a friend who was like, do you give your to-do list to God? And I was like, I don't know what that means. And so I literally, when I'm feeling like that, go, all right, I know these are the things we need to get done. I've already got, I've already simplified our life as much as I can. So now I'm going to give this to you and you tell me how to get it done. My days are so much better that way. And it's not like I'm doing anything different. I just essentially surrendered my to-do list. Yes. I, my phrase for that is create your day with God. Like I, that's how I think of it in the morning is like, before I jump into work, before I jump into everything, do exactly what you're saying. Like create the day with God, pray, journal, look at what needs to be done, ask him what he wants me to do, ask him how we're going to do this and then just watch things unfold. It's miraculous. Yeah. So interesting. And so <laughs> I think that's probably the number one thing is that piece. Um, it doesn't make our day, it doesn't make our season not harder sometimes. Like it's still a hard season, but man, it can, it can really get things done for you. Um, you know, I'm, I also think about, uh, moms who are on the cusp going, I really do kind of want to start a business or I have an idea for something I want to do outside of the home. Like whether it's uh, getting another job or maybe going after just a goal or a dream they've had for a while. And one of the things that they're worried about, one, they have the mom guilt, like, well, what if I'm not paying enough attention to my kids? But they're also worried about everything at home falling apart. If they're not able to 100% commit at home, then what's going to happen? And one of the things you and I just talked about in the beginning was that you can really do both. You can be a good mom. You can have a thriving business. And it doesn't have to look the same as everyone else's, but, but like, what is your thought on that? Can we have both a thriving business and a thriving family life? Do you either have to suffer? Um, so I think you're not going to do a hundred percent in both things all the time as you, you know, like the world puts it, you know, like it's not going to be Pinterest and on both Pinterest worthy on both. But here's what I say. Uh, first of all, I think it really helps it clear about what you're actually afraid of right? Like, what is that thing? Because typically we're worried about things falling apart, but okay, what does that look like? You know, for me, it's, there's seasons where I'm like homeschool. Like I'm worried that I'm not committing enough to homeschool. Okay, great. Or it's, I'm worried I'm not, we're not going to eat well anymore. Or I'm worried, like get specific about what is it, the thing that you're worried is going to fall apart? Because once you know what that is, then you can take measures so that that worst case scenario doesn't happen. And then you need to also get really clear about your vision. So it's not just, I want to start a vision it's, or, a, you know, a business. What, it, like, what exactly does it matter to you? What are exactly your priorities when it comes to that business? What is exactly are your priorities when it comes to your family? So I think that vision piece is very important because what it's going to do is then guide you about what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to, because you're going to have to do a lot of both. And 
and help you make your life look unique. And and I do this prayerfully with God. Every year and every quarter and every month, I'm reevaluating these and I'm asking these questions to help me stay on track. So it's not like a set and forget. It's something that I'm very, in, like this is part of the planner, right? I'm something I'm very intentionally putting into my life so that I don't get off track. The other thing, and I just talked with a friend about this too, because she's in exactly this boat. You know, she's got five kids, she's homeschooling, and she's thinking, I want to do graphic design. It would help us to get more money. And so she's thinking, okay, I probably need to get a website and put my resume together and like all these things. I was like, nope, okay, five-step path. This is something, looking back, because I struggled with this so much. And I was like, this is a five-step path from curious to committed, right? Going from, I think I want to start a business to feeling like we've got to get to six figures, right? There's there's five steps in between. So the first one is just, what is the thing that you want to do? You know, what is it you want to go get a job site at the home or, you know, whatever it is. What is the thing? The second step on that path is to get a timeline. And decide what is it, like for a period of time, what am I going to focus on? And so like for me, it was, I'm going to podcast one episode a week for an entire year, right? And it's just a test. It's not a forever thing, but it's the second step is just be consistent. Decide what your time frame is and be consistent on that thing. Um, and so for your business, you might say, so for like my friend with graphic design, I'm like, no, 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 you don't have to do all those things. Go find one person and create one thing for them. Conveniently, I work in an industry where I know a gazillion people that need things designed for them, right? So, and and you have friends too. So we just had her design one thing for one friend, one project, right? That's it. You don't have to see if it's going to throw your entire household out of whack. You don't have to commit to a whole business, just like one project. Um, the great thing is that after you hit this consistency phase, the third phase is you get clarity. You now have data. It's no longer the what if game. You can actually look and see like, hey, I actually really enjoyed this. Actually, this is miserable and I hated it. Or, hey, things really got hard on my marriage or I really wasn't paying enough attention to my kids. And so the fourth phase now is confidence. You're either able to move forward confidently saying, this is something that I really want and I know I you know, need to change or so this can be positive or actually this really doesn't work in this season. This is not the thing I was interested in after all. Um, but you can confidently lean in or let go. And then that final stage is committed. And this is really important because like back in the beginning when I was starting to podcast, I didn't know what metrics mattered. I didn't even know like the point, like you don't even know what goals to set when you're starting something. And so this is the phase where things get fun and you actually still have enough data and enough experience that you can start committing to actual goals. You know, people are like, great, you want to do something, set a smarter goal, you know, make it specific, make it measurable, make it act, you know, like, and you're like, no, 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 no. If you're getting started, you start with being curious and setting a consistency thing. When you get to phase five, then you can start setting smart goals. Then you can really put your whole heart and soul and then you can rearrange life for your family. But, but you got to test the waters first. Mm. I like how you say like the testing phase because I'm I'm such a believer in that too because like you said you don't need to go spend a lot of money on a website and and make all this copy and all this stuff when you don't even really know what you're doing you don't really know if it's what you want you don't know if it's in demand if people want it and so test the waters by doing something simple especially in the season of motherhood. And I love that you say going from curious, because I think the testing phase is kind of that curiosity. It's let's let's test this idea that we have. If it works, great, we'll keep going and we'll start building on it. But if it doesn't, then we're going to test a different idea. And that's the fun part of getting started is that you don't have to just commit to that one thing right away. And even when you get to that stage of being committed, it doesn't mean God's not going to pivot you. And I've seen this in my own way of what I've been doing. And he said, nope, you need to start talking to entrepreneurs. I was like, but I don't think I want to go that direction. And he said, nope, that's where you're going. And I said, okay, we will just 
rebrand and it's all good. Right. But I, I didn't have to like stop everything and only focus on that to do it. We just have been slowly moving in that direction. And so I love those five steps. And I love how you say curious to committed and that there's kind of a path. It's almost like a stepping stone path to get there. Now, I also am wondering because we can do that. And at any time, especially as moms, we might go, okay, I'm in the season. I gotta, I gotta hustle. I gotta get this done. And instead of us running our business, it can feel like our business is running us and we're extending too much energy or there's just, and we, and we feel like we can't give up. It's it's almost that priority thing. Like what is the priority? And let's focus on that. Like you said, your main priority was putting out one podcast episode a week. If nothing else happened, that had to happen. But how, what are some um, tips or strategies that you have for when we feel like our business is starting to run us? How do we go from surviving to thriving there? Yeah, so I think the big key here is, or the, the most tangible practical takeaway from someone they can start doing right now is every week I, do, I write down a big three for a week. This is a concept I got from Michael Hyatt like 10 years ago while I was folding laundry with a baby. Um, but the idea here is that for him, when it talks about when we're talking about it in business, you're picking three things that move the needle forward, which generates revenue. So while yes, you can apply this directly to your business and be working on tasks that generate re- revenue, the way that I like to look at it is every week I pick three things, something for me, my family, and beyond. Now that's the ideal. And some week all three are for my family, and some weeks all three are for my business, and some you know like. So it's not neat and tidy, but what's really helpful is that as you plan your week every week and you're writing what that big three is every single week, you're going to notice I'm feeling off. You know, after a few weeks, something is off and you can go back and see like, oh, well, that's because we've had birthday parties and we went on a trip and we did all these things and I have not touched my business for a few weeks. Or on the other end, I just did a launch and I've been writing tons of copy and we've been, you know, working through this promotion. I've been taking a course. I have not, you know, I have not been focusing on my family. And so... This way, you kind of have these checks and you can say, okay, all right, I have been out of balance because you are going to be out of balance. It's not finding balance in your weeks so much or in your days, but it's going to be finding balance in your weeks and your months and your quarters. And and by doing that, you can kind of check and see I'm out of balance. And so the other thing is like I, I work with an incredible group of women in my program and they are so good at this. I am not. I'm the person that's like, there's a project to get done. I'm going to wake up early and get it done, even if that means I'm not sleeping. Right. And these other women, I've learned so much from them because they're like, I've decided I can only do eight hours a week. And if it doesn't get done in eight hours, like I'm stopping and I'm sticking to my big three and I'm sticking to my priorities. And I'm like, I am learning so much. The tables have turned. I am learning so much from you. This is so good for me to hear. But I think part of it too, is like, you just also decide what your boundaries are and what your non-negotiables are. Um, and then you stick to it. And that's where we like, I love the story. There's two stories in the Bible that I just love. Actually, there's a lot of stories in the Bible I love, but two that I've really applied to, to this principle for me is the story, the miracle of the loaves and fishes, because I feel like there's been so many times where I'm like, you know what? I don't really even care where this goes, but I'm giving it my all, you know, I'm giving you everything I have. Please do what you want with it. And miracles happen. Right. And it goes further on the business than, than I would have thought it could with what I could offer. And then the other one that I love is this Peter walking on the water. And the thing that I love about it is the miracle was that as long as he kept his eyes on Christ, he was above, he was walking. As soon as he took his eyes off, he sunk. 
And so for me, I just remember going back to what you just said about giving your to-do list to God or, you know, creating your day with God. But I've realized when it comes to business, the most important thing is that I keep my personal life in alignment and looking at Jesus Christ. And then he performs the miracles, right? Even when it feels like there's the storms and the waves and everything's too much and crazy and you're surviving and maybe the business is running you or whatnot. Like he does, he does the miracle of keeping me up and also helping me prioritize and figure out what, how do I navigate this season? Is it a temporary busy season? Do I need to score, like, you know, pull it back and reevaluate? But yeah, big threes, Bible stories. That's what I recommend. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I like the big three though, too, because like you said, uh, we could say, are we balanced and really balance when people are trying to define it, it really isn't family is exactly the same as business is exactly the same as free time. You know, it's balance doesn't look like that, but what it looks like is are our priorities where they're supposed to be. And I feel like also, are we being intentional where we are? Uh, those two things for me create balance. And if I feel at peace, then I know that I'm having balance. If I'm feeling chaotic in my spirit, then I know something's out of alignment. And it could go back to what we talked about in the beginning. Is it the vision? Is it the, um, is it my time with the Lord or, you know, what is it that's out of alignment and then kind of getting back on track that way? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So good. This has been such a fun conversation. Now, as we talk about surviving to thriving, curious to committed, is there anything else that you can think of that we didn't cover that um, might be really good for listeners to finish here, finish on? So I think there is a five-step path from surviving to thriving that we didn't talk about, but I will say the fourth one, the fourth step is exploring. And I just want to like double emphasize and underline that not everything you do has to make money for it to be worth it. And that we need to give ourselves permission, especially I feel like a lot of women that are entrepreneurs are just so driven. Like we are just driven women, you know, and then like just do things and we project people and we get things done and we manage and we organize, but we need to give ourselves permission to try things out without expecting it to bring an income and to have space in our lives to enjoy things that are just for fun. And that that can bring a lot of, um, not just joy in the moment, but clarity about what, what really matters to us. Mm -hmm. I love that. And even thinking like, okay, somebody might be going, I don't really want to start a business, but doing something like that, exploring for some enjoyment, for some like, um, fulfillment, just different things like that. There are so many rewards that come with that. Oh yeah. I mean, like in my exploring phase, which is ongoing, exploring is ongoing, but like I've built tons of furniture in our house. You know, I've learned how to make shoes, like explore, like none of those are business minded. Right. But they were things that I just tried for fun with my kids around. And, and I think one of the best things we can do, and this is something you are going to talk about in my show, but I think one of the best things that we can do is develop interesting things that our kids can just come alongside and see that we're doing cool stuff because that inspires them to do cool stuff. And so Anyway, just like we can just build this really great, healthy family culture where we're all doing things, where there's space for everybody, including mom, to do cool stuff. And it doesn't just have to be, I don't know, about the kids all the time. Like that's out of balance too. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, I think life is big and wonderful and beautiful and for everybody and not just in one role. But when we look at our family members all as equal partners, in a sense, you know, equal value, their things matter. We can do a lot of really good things in the world. Yeah. So true. So true. And it's all about just following that next step, the next right step, the next right path. And 
Yeah. And having fun and laughing and yeah. making fun of ourselves, right? Because yes. <laughs> being willing to get messy and make mistakes and just go with it. So absolutely. Very good. I love it. Well, now I know that you have a workshop that um, my listeners can attend that really goes through some of these things as well. So can you tell us a little bit about it and where to find it? Yeah, it's three secrets to do more of what you love without hiring a babysitter. And this is my superpower. <laughs> and I want to share it with all of you because there is a way to get things done without waiting for your kids to be in school or if you're homeschooling or, you know, waiting for things to be perfect. Like you can move forward on the things that you want to do even when life is crazy. Awesome. And where can we find it? At thrivingandmotherhoodpodcast.com slash workshop, or you can just head to the website and find everything there. Perfect. And I will link it in the show notes as well. Um, now, if listeners want to connect with you, is the website one of the best places or where where can they find you? Yep. So go to the website, but I'm on Instagram, YouTube, podcast. But yeah, thrivingmotherhoodpodcast.com is a great start. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Jessica, this has been so fun. I can think of a few other topics that I'd love to dive into with you. So we may just have to have you back on the show again, but thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night, everyone. That's how I close my show. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.